Coming up on this episode of Sports Without Borders. I hope, I don't know, I hope he does well, but I hope the Giants front office just realizes how stupid they were. And later, that is, if that doesn't show how much of an athlete he is, the Cardinals got a score. And at first, I wasn't really on the Kyler Murray hype train, but now I'm kind of just like, toot toot, let's go. Dalen Turk and RJ Hentz bring you Sports Without Borders. Dalen? It's about damn time we do this. Is that so, RJ? I mean, we've been planning this for over a year. Uh, yeah, and it's just about. <laughs> it's about damn time is all I'm going to say right now because we've been planning this show for well over a year when you were in Missoula. Now you're in Texas, which makes it difficult. It but makes... through the power of the internet, we are able to do this. Because you know what? We don't need borders we can we could do podcasts without borders <laughs> and that's why we're called sports without borders yes, ladies and gentlemen are. sports without borders first ever episode this is going to be fun because like i said we've been by the way first off i'm rj hence yes and uh that's dalen turk that is I me hate his guts <laughs> very <laughs> he, he reminds me daily <laughs> i mean he just i mean let's be honest though we've been texting back and forth you ready to record you're ready to record just not too long ago i couldn't find my cord to record so i couldn't find it and then now i finally found the right cord and i can't even speak i'm so dang excited about this thing well it made me laugh too because and i feel i felt awful last weekend because uh we, we were supposed to record um because i run uh talk shows on saturdays and i was like okay i get done at four we're gonna record at four thirty. great get off work drive home and i was like God damn it, we were supposed to record. <laughs> well, and I texted you too. Like, I texted you that day and I just said, hey, you ready for three? And I totally spaced, like, we decided that we were going to do it because you're on Central Time, I'm on Mountain Time, so I was looking at 3.30. Right. But I totally, I, I texted you ready for three, and then I look back at our text history, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, we're doing it at 3.30. So I texted you that, and I just get a text back from you, and you're just like, oh, crap, I'm so sorry. I, I dropped the ball. so hard. <laughs> hey, we've... <laughs> We've blown it so many times yeah. with each other. We have been so dropping I, the ball for the past year and a half. <laughs> but guess what? The ball finally made it in the hoop, so we can finally do this. Let's go. All right. So, Sports Without Borders, the show is the, the name of the show is basically what we are. We're going to talk about sports, and we're in totally different time zones, even. Literally, I'm in Missoula, yeah. Montana. You're in Texas, for crying out loud. You don't, what city am I in? Aren't you in Austin? Yeah, good job. <laughs> see, I mean, barely. See, that's the thing. We haven't talked for so long, so I just have to roast you when I can. I well, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, Dalen, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick about like what? Who are you? What are you? I should say. Uh, well, I'm Dalen Turk. I am currently uh, working as a radio producer in Austin, Texas. You may know me from Woo-hoo! other shows on the network, like Nine Hundred Things I Hate and Splainin' Things. Um, but yeah, I uh, ran some sports shows back in Missoula. Ran some uh, sports game broadcasts for high school and whatnot, and. Uh, yeah, kind of led me into a professional career in radio and a higher appreciation of uh, sports. So I'm RJ. Uh, I was born in Bismarck, North Dakota. North Dakota, uh, you know. North, North Dakota. We're going to go there and uh, catch some sockeyes, you know. Oh, you betcha there, bud. Anyway, so uh, from Bismarck, North Dakota, I've always kind of had a love for radio. Uh, never really 
found a way to get into it, and then I moved out to Missoula, Montana. Uh, I'm the PA announcer for the Missoula Osprey, a minor league rookie affiliate uh, of the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, which is honestly, like, that's the dream right there, is that I've, I told myself when I first started getting into announcing, I wanted to announce two things, Grizz football and Missoula Osprey baseball, and I, I accomplished one within my first week of living here. Um, still working on Grizz football, but I highly doubt that's going to happen soon. Um, but anyway, no, I moved out here. I got into radio for a while. Um, and then after a while, it kind of lost its oomph. Uh, but then, lost its you oomph. know, and then when Dalen was talking about, uh, running sports shows and running, uh, high school games, sometimes he would have to listen to this weird guy right here. I would, uh, because yeah. And so I'm so sorry for that. I hope your ears are stopped. Well, I remember I, I board opt for your first, uh, play by play for them, I think. Right. Yes, and yeah. I was stuttering, and I was nervous, <laughs> no, and you, it was raining, and it was cold. I hated it. You did well. I think my only like thing, it was after uh, after the first commercial break, I was just like, slow down a little bit. Oh, I know, because I, all I would do is just like, and he throws over to first, and that's the end of the first half, or first ga- inning. We'll and be right back after this 30 seconds. <laughs> who's on first? What's on second? I don't know what's on third. Just basically <laughs> rambled off like you that. Abbott Costello the whole broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, on my on the plus side, though, after my first my first doubleheader, uh, the, there was a walk-off in game one, and they came down, they, they were down eight to nothing going into the bottom of the seventh. This is the Missoula Mavericks, by the way. They were down eight to nothing going into the bottom of the seventh inning, which is considered the game. They scored nine runs, Jesus. and I was, I could, I was shocked. Like these young kids who are most of them are in high school, they, they made a rally like that. It was incredible, and I remember I went off when they when that happened. Like I was screaming because I, I couldn't believe my first game I'm doing. There's a walk off like that. You got to start off big. But anyway, no, yeah. So you know, and. That sports show you we were talking about, I was a host on occasionally, but you know, I kind of I lost interest in doing that. So now I work for the post office with your aunt, actually, who I see on a nightly basis. My my aunt soup. That's a, that's <laughs> your a, aunt soup. Yeah, is we, that what you call her? Yes. Oh my god. Me, me, and I'm, all of my my siblings, we couldn't say um, Sue when we were younger, so we called her Aunt Soup. All right, I don't think it's that I, we couldn't. We would just say Aunt Soup, and so it sucks. So she is Aunt Soup. I am going to, when I see her tonight, I'm going to say, hey, Aunt Soup, how are you? And she's, she's going to look at me like, you are not part of my family. You're a redhead. She's going to stab you. Oh, my God. Probably. She's probably going to grab a magazine and hit me over the head that with it. sounds about right. She's great, though. She's, <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> she she is. I, it, from the short time I've known her and working at the post office, she's pretty awesome. Yeah, but she... regardless, we have been trying to do this for over a year. Yes. It's finally happening. Dalen... I want to get into a topic that, you know, it happened um, not too long ago. Uh, it's kind of re- not recent news anymore, but it's still relevant. It's still it's funny. The NF- it, it, well, wait, which one are you thinking I'm going to talk about? I, it's, if it's the one you mentioned the other day, but we'll see. Well, I was going to talk about first the NFL draft, and then I'll oh. get into well, what I was going to talk about. That's, uh, that's <laughs> super boring and not funny at all. But no, yes, the NFL draft. The NFL draft, honestly... I am excited for Kyler Murray to play because I, he he's guaranteed a starter now. He is going to be the starting quarterback for this franchise because Josh Rosen is now in Miami. Josh, he's got no, my favorite thing got, though. He's so excited to be in Miami. <laughs> he is. And then here's the thing: 
I, I'm going to make a prediction right now. The Miami Dolphins are going to go 2-14. and 14. I, And then guess what? They're going to have the first-round draft pick. And who are they going to take? Tua Tagovailoa. Watch it happen. And then Josh Rosen's going to lose to another first ra- first overall draft <laughs> I know. pick. Josh Rosen's getting wrecked, man. Like, he's oh, just getting and rolled don't get me wrong, over. He's a, don't get me wrong. He seems like actually a pretty good quarterback. He was thrown into a terrible situation oh, when absolutely. it came to, to Arizona. But first off, why did Arizona take a chance on Sam Bradford when everybody else has? And look what happened. He broke something. Because Sam Bradford is just one of those quarterbacks where he'll have good games? Question mark. <laughs> and, and then what was that gets, supposed to be? It just gets blown out. He does. He's he gets. It's it's the same how there was so much hype around like Case Keenum and honestly even around Kirk Cousins. How a couple years ago they did well. They keep getting circulated, but then they just no matter what they will circle back to being mediocre. Right. Well, and the, the thing is, is that, you know, Kyler Murray, I honestly believe that first time ever that a player of any sport was drafted first round in, in MLB draft and an mm-hmm. NFL draft. Yep. That is, if that doesn't show how much of an athlete he is, the Cardinals got a score. And at first I wasn't really on the Kyler Murray hype train, but now I'm kind of just like toot toot, let's go. Because I really think that he is, he's not, I wouldn't say the next Tom Brady right now. I can't I don't want to say that because he hasn't even played a snap. But I'm willing to bet that he's he's gonna be close a lot of people are drawing comparisons comparisons to Russell Wilson. I'm drawing him close to Carson Wentz. Yeah, but they're because, just drawing him to Russell Wilson because he's short. I mean just because he's five ten doesn't make the difference, I don't think. I I mean yeah I mean yeah those offensive and defensive linemen are huge and he is not but still, I remember when the news broke that he was five ten and one eighth inch or whatever garbage it is. Yeah, I was sitting at work at uh, UT, and we were sitting in the office, and we're, we always have ESPN on. And all of a sudden, it's breaking news, and they're like, Kyler Murray is six ten or not six ten five ten. If he was six ten, he'd be in the NBA right that's now. A, that's a tall quarterback. But it just cracked <laughs> me up. I'm like, I'm like, this is breaking news. But I'm like, as ridiculous as it sounds, that extra inch or whatever it was, that is what made him the first round pick rather than number five or whatever. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, you look at a player like Kyler Murray, who Obviously, obviously, if the NFL doesn't work out, he's got MLB. I mean, because he's because even though he's technically not signed to the A's, he could easily just go back because oh, they'll take. I him. mean, if oh, and that's I don't think that I don't think the A's would take him right away. But all he has to do is just say, "I'm a free agent in the MLB," and he's going to get offers like no other. Yep. And the other thing too is that when he's he wouldn't have been a he wouldn't have been a direct starter in the MLB. He would have been in the Double A. At most, because you you, you never so? see a player. Oh heck no! You you rarely see a player go from the MLB or I mean from the MLB draft straight into the MLB. You rarely see it because even the second overall draft pick from like one or two years ago from the Brewers, he was in he was in the rookie league at the Pioneer League and he played against the Osprey, and he got lit up in his first start. Lit <laughs> up. Yeah. I mean, we're talking. He was a pitcher. And everyone was hyped because he was a pitcher and a hitter. People were drawing comparisons that he was the next Babe Ruth. And then, sure enough, 
he goes out and he's pitching, he went through two-thirds inning, six earned runs, seven hits. I, I, It's just – it's so hard to compare because Kyler Murray is such a once-in-a-lifetime talent. And it, it's interesting, too, because it kind of shows, I think – why it might have been a good choice to pick him in the NFL draft because the NFL you don't it's not guaranteed and it's such a high risk thing and there are risks in the MLB but the MLB like you're getting money like you're getting you know if you're good enough you're going to be signed you know for that 6 year rookie contract you're solid whereas in the NFL exactly. you can get taken out quick so it's very interesting to see his passion and why he chose the NFL over the MLB you know, if he whatever he chose, I would have supported. Because here's the thing: is that he's a great quarterback from Alabama. We obviously he won the Heisman Trophy, which is the highest honor you can get as a college football player. Then there's also the baseball aspect. Not a whole lot of people knew before he was in uh, the college ba- football scene. Not a whole lot of people knew about his baseball background what? until people until he started getting hyped up that he might go to the draft. People were thinking. Wait, which one is he going to choose? Well, and I think a lot of people now knowing that are going to get more excited because we've seen what baseball talents can do like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson tried out for the Rangers. Yeah, well, didn't didn't he? Or no, I guess he didn't. He just like tried out and got, but he didn't play at all, did he? Exactly, because his contract was restructured that he couldn't play any other okay. sport. Yeah, we're not going to so, I don't think we're going to have another uh Deion Sanders going up. No. Uh, if it once that happens, I I will stop everything. If <laughs> Kyler Murray, boy, could you imagine Kyler Murray though if he tried to do both again? The new prime time. Oh, here we go. Good god. Uh anyway, <laughs> so Kyler Murray, great on him. Got first overall pick. Now, but here's the thing. Go ahead. I was going to say what about uh Mr. Daniel Jones? <laughs> well, that's what I was just about to bring to bring to your attention. What was worse, the fact the Raiders drafted the third best defensive tackle when there was probably when there was two others from Clemson that were way better, or Daniel Jones being picked over Dwayne Haskins? It's an interesting thing, and I think I had sent you it was a tweet from some ESPN insider, but the football coach at Duke, he was Peyton Manning's um offensive coordinator and um, quarterback coach at Tennessee, and he was also Eli Manning's um, head coach at Ole Miss. Who, and he was also, like I said, Daniel Jones's head coach at Duke. And so I don't know if the Giants are like, yeah, he'll fit right into the system. He can train under Eli. He knows how he plays. He knows how he runs his team, you know, how he runs his offense. But I don't think that's enough pick someone like that so early i mean here's the thing i honestly think that the, the giants okay so i'm looking right now at just you know what what rounds i'm on espn right now just kind of looking at where the next pick <clears throat> excuse me would have been for the giants so after that pick they had a 17th overall pick and they chose dexter lawrence which in my mind dexter lawrence i thought was going to be a top 10 pick yeah and they had a they had a seventeen, and then they had a, the thirtieth overall, which they chose as cornerback DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. I honestly think that they could have gotten Dexter Lawrence or even someone better at that six pick, right. rated on Daniel Jones, and I guarantee you, Daniel Jones would have been available. At I know that's if what they really wanted me. Him. 
And I'm like, I under, and that was a necessity. Like, obviously, I think Eli Manning still, like, he's not the old Eli Manning we know, but I think he's still enough to at least be there. But, and we yeah. knew they made some trades and got rid of some people on their defense, notably, um, what's his face? Collins or whatever his name is. Landon Collins? Yes. Yep. And so I'm like, yeah, I you need to rebuild your defense. This is what they were trying to do. But like you said, why would you not save Daniel Jones knowing nobody was going to pick him until later on? You knew he was going to be available. So because why, the thing is, is that – Yeah. Why would you I not? Mean, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the – because the thing is, is that there was only one other team that was looking for a quarterback, and that was the Redskins. And yeah. I think the Redskins – the Redskins probably didn't think that Dwayne Haskins would fall. Because I think that they were probably thinking the same thing I was thinking. Giants are going to take Dwayne Haskins because that was, you know, he was number, he was third in the Heisman voting. He was, you know, a great asset to Ohio State, and he's going to be a great player. Little did we know that he would go to 15 to the um, Redskins, which is in the same division. Right, I know. Oh, and I can't wait for it. I hope Daniel Jones plays against the Redskins and Dwayne Haskins, and I hope Dwayne Haskins just blows him up blows him up you know I, I i wish anybody who goes into the nfl their best they've worked so hard their whole lives but i hope i don't know i hope he does well but i hope the giants front office just realizes how stupid they were <laughs> i hope they just realize that they probably got the next tim couch i honestly though like we'll see what happens but I mean, actually i mean that's the thing so but I mean, okay. So there was; those are the two biggest surprises out of the first round. The next, I think, this was probably the second biggest surprise of the NFL draft entirely. DK Metcalf, who we all thought was probably going to be a top twenty, if not first round draft pick, he goes at the very last pick of the second round to the Seattle Seahawks. Which the Seahawks do need a wide receiver, so I think it's a great fit. DK Metcalf will work, I think, amazingly with that offense but i just don't understand how he fell that far i i mean i and this draft was very heavy defensively oh Um, absolutely and i think maybe there's just so much talent at the wide receiver position in the nfl right now um and especially with the way the passing game is that maybe priorities were just shifted i don't know um but you know, with Seattle getting him, like if he pans out, like that's a big bodied, strong, fast guy who can beat you up the middle. He can take you up on the sideline and I'm sorry, like he'll jump up and he'll beat you in the, in the red zone. Like he's absolutely, (laughs) if he works out, he's great. Yeah. And I I was reading some of like his grades and a lot of people were saying, you know, he's a fast, straight runner. Like he can't really run routes that well. But he's a fast, straight runner. You know, we see success in that game like Tyreek Hill. DK, I think he's going to be a steal for the Seahawks because we all heard that is it Tyler Lockett yes. is possibly looking at retirement. And I think the one thing that the Seahawks would love more than anything is a wide receiver who is fast. And he could. I think he could be a great kick returner. Could you imagine him blazing it up the middle? Nobody would want to touch him. I, I don't know if they're going to put him at yeah maybe but I it just he's going to be like a, he's going to be like Devin Hester where he can't really run routes he can't really 
but if you put him up the middle and you you know give him a spin move every once in a while, he's going to beat you. Exactly. So, and the thing is, is that when you look at um, the NFL draft, there was not a wide receiver taken until the 25th overall pick by the Ravens. They took Marquise Brown. Um, and then after that, it was um, Nikhil Harry, which was from Arizona State. The Patriots took him, which I thought was kind of a surprise. But what, didn't the, Patriots, the Pats take a quarterback? I think so. I'm going to look real quick because I thought they took like like one of those mid-level, like you they could be good, but they're one of those they need time to develop or something like that. Right. Um, let's see here. So according to this, um, on ESPN, they did take a quarterback. They took Jared Stidham out of Auburn. Oh, yep. Um, okay. And so I've heard that he's actually like a mid-level, uh, who, mid-level quarterback who just needs help. And uh, you're going to have the best quarterback of all time helping you, so I think you'll be just fine. Literally. Well, and not – we'll get into that discussion in a later episode. Um, <laughs> but not only Tom Brady, but you will be put into a system with a quarterback and – with a head coach that understand how to take someone like that, a mid-level guy who needs some help, they know how to turn that into a champion. And so I think it's a good spot, Patriots, as much as I'm annoyed with them. (laughs) You and me both, buddy. It's it's a great spot for anybody to land. But, okay, so this is the last thing we'll talk about in the draft, and then we'll, we'll move on here. But... The thing is, is that I think the highlight of the entire draft, the entire draft, was my lord and savior, Pat McAfee, coming out in the third <laughs> round and making the announcement, roasting the Tennessee Titans, and then announcing it like it was the greatest pick of all time, Bobby O'Kariki. O'Kariki. That was so the greatest. Good. That was the greatest thing ever because, good. like, and I love how he's just kind of like this. He goes. Two other players retired with me. The next year, they announced the pick with an orangutan. And I'm like, wait, what? And I had to go back and actually find that. And I'm like, oh, my God, they got a monkey to announce the draft pick. That is insane. He's so golden. Man, <laughs> but it's Pat great. McAfee is amazing. But, okay, so now we'll get it. I'm going to get into what you were talking about earlier. <laughs> and I'm just going to just – I'll just mimic what my, what my other favorite guy says. Good old Stephen A. Smith. Stay off the damn weed! It's a a little outdated story right now, but it's still just so funny. I don't care. D'Angelo Russell, Russell, man. Okay, here's how I I want to read the headline. Instead of D'Angelo Russell gets caught with weed in an airport, this is how I think it should have read. D'Angelo Russell gives Arizona iced tea the best ever endorsement ever. (laughs) What cranks me? I was I was watching first take and they, oh god, who is it? Will Kane, right? Um, oh, wait, are you talking about the guy who's with Stephen A? Um, no, because there's Max Kellerman, Stephen A, and then they have um, uh, uh, what's his name, Kane's or something, Kane. I okay, I know what you're talking about, but anyway, yeah, I think it's Will Kane. But he was saying he's like, let's, he's like, I understand what you guys are saying and all this. He's like, let's not ignore the fact. That he tried to hide contraband inside contraband. He tried to hide his weed in a bottle to bring it onto an airplane. Dude, you can't bring liquids onto a plane. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, first off, he was trying to smuggle weed. Second off, you can't bring liquids unless you bought it from inside the airport. So he's like, you know what's a great idea? (laughs) 
let's put this What's weed qu- inside of yo, a liquid I got, bottle. Could you imagine if he's trying to tell this to someone like, yo, man, I got this great idea. I need to get you some weed, right? So I'm going to send you this little Arizona iced tea bottle. I'm going to put it inside my backpack carry-on, and we're just going to sneak it on. Well, And, and you know, probably- he did it, and he's like, I'm good. I'm fine. I'll be yeah. golden. <laughs> but here's the thing. Mar- marijuana possession now, could you imagine if it was like maybe 15 years ago? Like the oh, yeah. whole NBA would have been like, oh, my God, it's marijuana. Whoa. Okay, honestly, yeah, nowadays it's kind of like, okay, it's been known. It's like a lot of people are trying to get behind it because it's, you know, a really good thing to with, you know, medicine and all this stuff. So a lot of a lot of people are kind of like, eh, but imagine if it was 15 years ago, the NBA would have exploded. Right. And he'll be he'll be fine. D'Angelo Russell, he's only 23. He, he's makes a lot of dumb mistakes. He had a fantastic season, got his first all-star appearance, took his team to the playoffs. They're going to re-sign yep. him come June. Um, exactly. his, his contract is coming to an end. They're going to re-sign him. He's not going to go anywhere else. Brooklyn is now his team. He is yeah. the, like, he's not going anywhere. He'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah. And so that's the thing. It's like D'Angelo Russell, he, everyone's like, he lost it all now because of this. And like, he didn't lose anything. No. Like, he is going to be just fine. Like, he'll get probably a $50,000 fine. Probably not even. And he'll probably just pull out a cash wand and say, you got change? But, like, yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. At this point, everyone's just laughing about it, I think. <laughs> exactly. And I, I love how every headline, though, starts, ends with the Arizona iced tea thing. Because it's like, what is Ari- Arizona's getting actually some pretty good, uh, you know. Oh, not, absolutely. They didn't even have to pay. And they're getting all of this endorsements from all these different media outlets, and he's probably—they're probably just kind of like, "We're going to take it because we know we're probably going to make money out of it." What? It's—it's it's the old saying: "All publicity is good publicity." Exactly. All right, let's go ahead and get into everyone's favorite pastime: uh, fantasy football is right around the corner. And uh, Dalen, you said you've got some rankings for us. Let's yes, hear it. I do. So, um, going off of the uh, NFL draft every year. Um, ESPN gets together a group of people from all sorts of fantasy sites, analysts, just a ton of people together. They're called fantasy nerds. Fantasy nerds. And they have the Fantasy Football Summit where they basically just do the rankings for each position. And they don't, these rankings don't change. They're specifically based off of this summit that takes place after the NFL draft. So since, uh, ESPN and elsewhere hasn't really released any. Let's uh, get all these real quick for a way too early fantasy football analysis. Um, <laughs> but uh, for so they did top twenty-five quarterbacks. Uh, which one do you think is number one? Um, you know, I'm gonna say Patrick Mahomes. Yes, <laughs> he was the MVP. Yeah. I mean, it's either it's either Patrick Mahomes or it's uh, Drew Brees. Is what I was gonna say. And I will say this specific these specific rankings are uh for ppr leagues which is points per reception um the better league yes exactly and patrick (laughs) mahomes man he's he's gonna be the fantasy leader there's just no way i know he's gonna be out probably um he's not gonna have uh what's his face um tyreek hill tyreek hill which is a shame but dude's not a great dude um, he's still, well, and not only that, though, I think just because Tyreek Hill is out doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes is still going to be an amazing Oh, no. He's, he's a guy that he'll be just fine. He's got Kelsey, who's one of the 
top five tight ends in the league. Like he's Patrick. top five. You, it's more like number one right now. After Gronk has departed, number I, one. Okay, dude. fine. I guess he's number one. <laughs> yeah, on this list. And speaking of, we can, yeah, uh, top 25 tight ends. They've got Travis Kelsey as number one, followed by Zach Ertz, George Kittle, which I like. Um, Kittle. Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram, um, which we'll see what Evan Ingram can do in New York this year. Um, I think uh, hopefully they can help out uh, what's-his-name. Uh, Saquon Barkley in the red zone, which uh, topping our running back chart, Saquon Barkley. I'm not surprised by that one because uh, Barkley, I mean, he can catch for touchdowns. He can run for touchdowns. And we even saw during the later part of the season, he can throw touchdowns. (laughs) Yes, he can. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, no, that was Odell Beckham, wasn't it? Or was it Saquon? Oh, yeah, Odell threw to Saquon. Oh, that's right. My bad, people. My bad. Don't get on that. I don't, had, don't at me. I had Saquon in my league last year. Um, I think I picked him. Oh, I think I picked dude. him number one overall. I, I, I had a. I think I went five hundred last year, um, but Saquon Barkley, he's a beast. If you have the chance, get him. Following him, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Christian McCaffrey, actually, uh, which I really like what he's been doing. He's been getting stronger, faster. Um, dude, he's Hulk up. He has. He look. He looks just. He looks insane compared to year one versus what we've seen so far. I'm scared for when you play against. Him. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's 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 nice for Carolina because with Cam Newton having so many problems with injuries and all this, it gives just so them, many problems. Right. It gives them somebody to rely on to run the run game. He he's fantastic running. He is really great on the short pass game, which is. Really nice, actually, for someone like um, uh, Cam Newton, who can get out of the pocket and who has to scramble. He has someone like Christian McCaffrey who can, you know, get those short range pa- uh, passes off the scramble. Right. Well, and that's the thing is that Cam Newton, I, I still think he's a top ten quarterback in the league, right? Even though he's had problems with uh, injuries, he's had problems. Just kind of, I wouldn't say in general, but he he hasn't been what he could. And I still think he's a top ten quarterback. I took him in fantasy last year, and I so like the first half of the year, I was thinking, wow, this this was a great pick because uh, now he kind of completes my team. And then, sure enough, you know, towards the later part of the year, I had to find a backup that would be close to Cam Newton, and I really couldn't find that in from what he did in the first half. Right. I think last year I had Jared Goff was my starter. And then that's I, not bad. Uh, yeah, he did. He did well. Um, and then I, I think I had Kirk Cousins um, as my backup. I think, but I can't remember. Um, but no, well, I I was stupid enough, and my my starting quarterback at the beginning of the year was going to be Jimmy G. Oh, vomit! <laughs> hey, look, he was actually doing not bad until he tore his ACL. Which <laughs> I mean, by not bad he, was yeah. like, which by not bad I mean like three snaps. Literally, because he is he's he's coming back this year, right? Like he's good. Oh yeah, he's he's cleared. I think. I I mean, obviously, he's coming back from a torn ACL, which is not easy to come back from. But he is coming back though for this. Right. Season. But that that's a that's so, a hyped San Francisco team that I think um, will be really fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. Um, but oh, who's okay? Here's the honest question: Who's number one kicker? Number one, I screenshotted that for you, too, because I knew you were going to ask that. Thank um, you. Top 20 kickers from Fantasy Football Summit. 
Number one is Greg Zerline for the Los Angeles Rams, which he was my kicker last year. Oh, that was good. Dude, he was great. Yeah, they've got Greg Zerline, Justin Tucker, um, who's just fantastic. Um, Harrison yeah. Harrison Butker from Kansas City, actually, uh, moving up to number Dude, he three. Was, he was really good last yeah. year. I remember that. Um, they've got Will, um, Will Lutz, um, New Orleans, Stephen Goskowski, number five. And my, uh, Kaimi Fairbairn from Houston. Oh, my God. His, <laughs> his, his name is K-A apostrophe I-M-I and then F-A-R-B-A-I-R-N. Kaimi Fairburn. Kaimi Fairburn. Kaimi Fairburn. And then that is how you pronounce it. My, oh my God. My Lord and Savior at number seven, Mr. Adam Vinatieri. Okay, now you're a Colts fan. Yes, and I, I am. And you know I hate everything about the Colts, but I'm going to be honest. Adam Vinatieri is the greatest football player to ever live. He's he is the leading scorer all time. He's like. 40,000 years old. Um, he is a literal god. He's the best. I mean, okay, I mean, here's the thing. The reason I love kickers and punters so much is Pat McAfee. He got me involved with oh, yeah. that for the brand, which I think is the greatest thing ever because it highlights punters, kickers, and long snappers. Because I think that that is so cool, though, that he's actually like trying to get people to look at right. this position. And there, people overlook him. And Here's the here's the thing. The NFL on Fox took a gamble on Pat McAfee and let him do a play-by-play call. Did they really? I guess I missed that. Packers Lions, and it was <laughs> in my area. I turned it on, and I, here's the thing. I'm a Viking fan, so I was going to get the Vikings Bears game later on in the day. Right. So I was so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch a game beforehand, and the game beforehand was the Packers versus the Lions, and it was in. Lambo, and then they're introducing the broadcast crew and i can't remember who the other two people were but then they're like and we have a special guest pat mcafee my jaw hit the ground so fast <laughs> pat because because the first thing i'm thinking is this guy's gonna probably drop four or five f-bombs in the game oh he'll be I, fine and then and that's what i first thought but then sure enough like <laughs> as soon as a punter or kicker comes out and then like i think remember pat mcafee was just kind of like the ability to kick a pigskin off of your foot traveling 16.4 miles an hour up into the sky and then it comes down at a hurling rate of 27.3 miles per hour is the most exciting play in football <laughs> and everyone was just hyped about it and then sure enough that was the game when um matt prater did the fake field goal for a, and threw a uh, touchdown pass yeah. and he was going like he was like prater he threw a touchdown and he was like let's go and he was let's just go. going off and he's just kind of like i I love seeing this on television, but it's ten times better to see it in person for the brand. And I'm like, yes, that's right, Pat McAfee. I hate both of these teams, but dang right, Pat McAfee. For the brand. For the brand. <laughs> so we're gonna run out. We're running out of time, and uh, because I because I got to get to sleep soon because uh, I work at ten tonight. Um, but God last damn. thing I want to shut up. Last thing I want to talk about, just real quick though, is I thought was really cool. Tiger Woods. We saw yeah. him yesterday. Or I would I shouldn't say yesterday. We're recording this a little bit in advance. But uh, Tiger Woods went out to the White House Rose Garden and was awarded the highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And I gotta say, growing up, I loved Tiger Woods. And then we all saw him slip. We all didn't think he'd ever win a major. And 
let alone win another PGA, have another PGA win. It's been 15 and, years. And then, and I honestly, I sent you Snapchats that day. <laughs> I was hyped. It was the greatest thing when he, when he uh, got that final putt in. You're just like, yeah. Oh, I was going nuts. Because, like, I mean, this is someone I grew up watching. I played golf growing up. And this is someone I idolized. And then to see him just tank, but then just make the greatest comeback. I'm going to say greatest comeback in the history of sports. Mm-hmm. From where he was to where he is now, I think that is absolutely amazing. And the fact that President Trump did that puts everything aside, politics, everything included. And it was just amazing to watch someone of Tiger Woods' stature winning and getting that medal and also winning the Masters. So God bless the man. That's all I'm going to say on that. Well, it was funny because some somebody asked Michael Jordan, like, who he thought like whose comeback was better his or tiger woods and he was like you can't compare the two he's like you can't he's like i took two years off to go play another sport and then came back into the nba tiger woods was gone for or basically 15 years trying to come back from injuries and all sorts of scandals and wrongdoings and all this garbage. He's like, you can't compare. And so what Tiger Woods was able to do and redeem his name um, and his stature within the golf community was pretty darn neat. It is. And I think that is a testament, though, just to kind of how he is. And honestly, though, I think what I actually cried when he hugged his son. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean – I'm not even a parent, and I could fully understand. That was flipping awesome. Well, there was like, a... he saw, It was like almost like he saw his son, and he's just like, I did it. And his son was just kind of like, I'm proud of him. Well, because like the, they showed the picture of him hugging his dad when he won his first Masters, and then him hugging yep. his son when he won, you know, just won his fifth Masters. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that so, that was pretty pretty extraordinary. Oh, and I was and. That's the thing is like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Oh, he's hugging his son. I'm crying. And I was just kind of like, God dang it. I don't want to cry. But I mean, you can't help but just you're watching this guy. I grew up watching this guy. And then sure enough, he goes out and he wins a match. Not only does he win a PGA Tour event, I think he wins the biggest PGA Tour event besides the PGA Championship, Mm -hmm. which I just I think that is just incredible watching him win that all and then when he gets the presidential medal of freedom it kind of just tops it all off and i'm waiting for the movie where they just call it tiger and he and that is going to be a damn good movie <laughs> you can be the one who makes it yes <laughs> <laughs> i want keegan michael key to play tiger woods oh my god <laughs> they look almost identical just give keegan michael key some hair and he looks just like him yeah kind of <laughs> i mean it, who would you want him to who who would you want to play Tiger Woods? I don't know. Okay, Somebody. fine, either that or Jamie Foxx. No, not Jamie. May, <laughs> on, maybe even um like uh Donald Glover, Charles Gambino. Like, yeah, he, I mean that would be, be bad. able to. Uh, yeah, I I think that I, I don't know. I like I can only picture Keegan Michael Key being Tiger. Okay, well fair enough, fair enough. I mean I know he's comedy and this would probably be more of a dramatic movie, but still. Let like, let, it, be... let him branch out. Okay, I mean, Keegan Michael Key at me. Let's do this thing. Uh, <laughs> I I have no directorial credit to my name, so it, if anything, it's just going to be a docudrama audio wise. Let's make this happen. 
<laughs> hey, have you ever heard of um, Podcast Without Borders Network? We're going to do this. <laughs> We're going to make this happen. You're going to make three dollars at the first beginning of the at the beginning of the year. Then we're going to get sponsors. Then you're going to make four dollars. <laughs> it's going to start to climb. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're going to be making ten dollars. <laughs> anyway, so sports without borders. I'm RJ Hans. That's a Dalen Turk. Dalen, we finally got our first episode. We finally of the books. did it. Yep, uh, we'll Feel be free. doing a new episode every week, right? Yeah, something like that. That's I mean, the plan. We're, we're just going to be like we're gonna, we're so busy with our schedules. We're going to make it make ends meet as much as we can. Yep. Uh, so that we can get this show off the off and going. But uh, you know, go to podcastwithoutbordersnetwork.com or is it just podcast without yep. borders? So it's uh, podcastwithoutborders.com. You can email us at uh, network at gmail.com. Um, and uh, yeah. Look us up. You can get all of our information on that website. I think we need. I think I need to start a Twitter for us so that we can just start roasting everything. Yeah, go for it. This is the first episode in the books. Dalen, as always, I hate you. Have a good day, everybody. See you, buddy. Like what you hear? Visit podcastwithoutborders.com or like us on Facebook.